Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr. We're like 48 hours away from a football game. I know, Joe. Like kickoff. What a, what a turnaround. Thursday night, Miami and Virginia, 730 Hard Rock Stadium. Don and I will be on the radio with Josh Darrow. Roddy Jones will be on the television. Roddy joins us now. We'll talk about this game and the ACC, which is uh, typically, uh, as it is typically, upside down. Upside down again this year. Roddy, good evening. How you doing? Joe, I'm doing well. I hope you and uh, you and Don are doing well as well. Yeah, it's been uh, an interesting start to the season uh, here, but uh, Miami's got a big chance on Thursday. They haven't, they haven't joined the ACC party just let just yet. It'll be Miami's first conference game. Uh, Virginia, what would you expect out of Virginia? They're already zero and two. I'd expect Virginia to come out and be really competitive. Um, I, I think this is a good football team that's played two really good football teams. Uh, to start ACC play and, and just kind of got the raw into the deal when it came to scheduling. North Carolina, the way they played at home when Virginia went there, uh, that's a really tough North Carolina team to beat. Apparently, home North Carolina is different than road North Carolina. <laughs> so home North Carolina is really hard to beat. Like, they play well and they, they score points. Road North Carolina gives them sacks and tackles for loss. Uh, and then Wake Forest might be the best team in the league right now. So, so there's no shame in what Virginia's record is right now. Obviously, they would have liked it. They would have liked to have gotten at least one of those, maybe both of those games. But, but ultimately, this is a team that can score. And from an offensive standpoint, they have been fantastic all season. And Brennan Armstrong has been as good as any quarterback in the entire country. So he leads the league in, in passing yards. He's been incredibly accurate. He can obviously run. Um, defensively, he can't stop a nosebleed. So, so I, that's what I expect out of Virginia. And Miami needs to take advantage of that. Let's go to Brennan Armstrong, right? I, this guy, uh, it's not like he snuck in to the conference on everybody, but now all of a sudden he's blowing up. I mean, his numbers are insane, but Joe and I saw him last year, and and, it, and he stayed with us, and I'm very, very impressed with him, but I'm I, the arm is the obvious, but he's a tough guy. Yeah, he, he's, he's been described ever since he took over. It's like the guy that you would always take with the number one pick, if you were playing pickup any sport, like it didn't matter what it was because he has a leadership ability and an overall ability from, from just like a, a, a talent, a will to win standpoint to constantly, um, constantly be a guy that's going to, to, to push your team across the finish line. So his toughness, like his teammates love him. You can see the moxie on the field, obviously the arm strength and the athleticism, the accuracy is significantly improved. Uh, but but he's just got there's just something about him that makes you feel like 
he's going to put you in a position to win. And not only that, he's going to give you everything he's got. He's going to lay it out there on the line. So he's definitely the type of guy that I think any athlete would want to play with. Roddy, let me ask you this. There, there was a discussion here earlier today. I think it was uh, Joe Rose was saying, uh, how, do, how do scouts go watch Justin Herbert and then go watch Tua and they come away, this is when they're in college, with completely different opinions. And so I ask you this. This kid, Armstrong, is from Ohio. He's right in the heart of Michigan and Ohio State. He's listed as a three-star player. Who does that Who does that analyzing? And even Cincinnati now. Yeah, right? even I mean, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't know exactly who, who offered him. Uh, but look, if you're not a five-star quarterback, like Michigan and Ohio State aren't touching you. Four-star quarterback, like those, the, the Ohio State's going to California, <laughs> Florida, like wherever they want to, to go get their quarterback. Texas, like they go nationally to get their quarterbacks almost, I don't want to say exclusively, but, but that is their primary source. So guys from the state of Ohio are going to get overlooked. And, and, and there's a lot of good universities that are around there you know I, I look at a place like like kentucky has done a great job in ohio for that reason because ohio state goes everywhere around the country as they've gotten national in terms of recruiting kentucky's been like well Ohio's right next to us uh it's great for football and ohio state's not taking like the second tier players so we'll take those guys and tell them they can come play close to home so so when there's there's a there's a little bit of a of a syndrome when these teams get really good that they start to look elsewhere for the for the premier positions, which like you can't really fault Ohio state for that. They're getting the best players in the country. I saw it here with the university of Georgia, like when Mark Rick was here and they really started rolling, they started getting quarterbacks from, from Texas and Tampa and all these places around the country. And then when you have a Deshaun Watson pop up, everybody in the state of Georgia is like, well, what are we doing? And Mark Rick's sitting there like, I got Jacob Eason from Washington. What do you mean? Like, he was a five-star. He was highly he – was, he was more highly touted. So sometimes you just miss on guys because you are chasing either stars or talent, and you miss the guys that are a little raw and have, like, the moxie. All right, Clemson, two and two. I thought last year when I saw their quarterback against Notre Dame, it would be a step in and go. Um, obviously, I wasn't right. So what's going on there? I think there's a, a maybe not a laundry list, but there's a significant list. Of, <laughs> we got, of we got ten minutes before we break. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> it may take all that time. I'll try and sum it up succinctly. Uh, let's start with the offensive line. It's been an offensive line that throughout Dabo's era, as we have crept further and further into Dabo's era, and they have ascended the, the mountain to the mountaintop of college football. It has become evident in the past few seasons. That, that and, and really started to become evident around 18, 17 or 18, 18, 19, Dabo Sweeney was not putting on offensive linemen at a commiserate rate to his peers. Like Ohio State, Alabama, uh, you can throw Georgia in there, but even Oklahoma. Like he was not putting out offensive linemen. That program wasn't putting out offensive linemen at the same rate. Now they've been able to cover it up with a generational quarterback. And it looks like, or the jury's still out on whether or not DJ is still that or, or is that. Uh, it looks like so far they may have missed on one. They may have gotten a you know high end, very good, uh, low end, like average quarterback. And with offensive line play, that's quite honestly not very good right now. Uh, and the average quarterback play, you need a superstar elsewhere, and you can't point on that offense and tell me who the superstar is. The guy that it's supposed to be, Justin Ross, 
has struggled to start the year, struggled to regain its form for a number of different reasons. Some of it, I think, has to do with mentality. I mean, at the end of that NC State game, he's got a shot to, to at least put his arms out and get hands on that ball, certainly to dive and get hands on that ball. And he doesn't even doesn't even try. Like, I, and who knows if he lost it or whatever. But when's the last time you saw a Clemson receiver be like, oh, "I lost it in the lights"? Like, it just doesn't happen. Those guys go up with one hand and they catch it over people. And, and then they're obviously missing that at running back as well. You're relying on a guy in Will Shipley, or were relying on a guy in Will Shipley, who's a true freshman trying to gather his bearings. The last time he played in Carter Finley Stadium was to win a state championship, not with however many thousands of people screaming his name and telling him that he stinks. So, so I think all of that put together, you get an offense that has zero confidence, a play caller that hasn't quite figured out what, what they can execute consistently, and, and a group of players that's just kind of looking around trying to figure out who's going to make the play instead of getting up and going to make the play. So how does it happen, though? When, you, when you're in championship after championship and you dominate a conference like Clemson has done – where do you how do you fix it or or what was the cause uh that's a million dollar question i i i think i think it's honestly a, a few things uh one it's it's guys who inherited money feeling like they earned money uh and every program with success at some point is going to have that and honestly, it's not dissimilar from something that's happened in the past at the University of Miami. Oh, like, yeah. No, we've been down guys, that road. Yeah, we've been right. down that road. Guys who walk in thinking, all right, I, I made it to Miami or I made it to Clemson, like feel like they are entitled to everything that Clemson and, and, and at that time Miami have, have, have gotten in the, in the status that they've earned. And so the work that you put in isn't to get there. It's, it's work because you're there, kind of. So it's, it's not the same. So I think there's some of that. I'm not saying that's the root cause. I'm not saying Clemson has an issue culturally, but like we have not seen any of these really talented receivers emerge. Why is that? Like those guys are really talented. Well, when I turn on the film, they don't play like Mike Williams played. Like Mike Williams wanted the football all the time. Every Amari snap. Rogers <laughs> wanted the football all the time. Like it was a different feel when those guys were on the field. T Higgins had some of that. And so I just think it's developed. Uh, it, it's, it's a bunch of guys that I don't see an alpha on that offense. And then the second part of it is Dabo has promoted from internally so much, and it's been really successful for him. But I think there is a lack of, of uh, a variety of ideas. Like new ideas are not creeping into the Clemson program all that often from outside. Hey, here's how we did things at such and such place. Here's how we did things at this place from prominent positions a quarterback coach that comes in from somewhere else, a receivers coach, a running backs coach, a tight ends coach. And, and so I, when you get into times of, of trouble, like there's no other idea. There's no outside idea. Hey, we went through this when I was at Coastal Carolina. Let's try this. And so I think it's a mixture of things, and I'm not saying they're not going to get out of it. Those are just things that I'm guessing could play into the fact that they're, they're four games in and they're a bad offense, maybe the worst offense in the league. Yeah, they they might be facing, or Dabo might be facing, really his first big crisis since the West Virginia Orange Bowl debacle early in his career because they got Boston College. Boston College averaging 41 points a game. They're back to running the ball, and, and Clemson's going to be down two defensive tackles and a linebacker. And, 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 and Joe, like – we say the two defensive tackles and a linebacker, but let's not forget they've been playing all year without Landon Zanders. You started just about every game for right. him in safety. 
he got hurt in that opening game. Yeah. So from a depth standpoint, like they've got a really talented freshman and Andrew McCuba starting at safety. But from a depth standpoint, like eventually he's going to get in a game where he's singled up and he struggles. So just because he's a freshman. So what happens then? I, I'm, I'm concerned about Clemson. I really am. Uh, and to your point about, you know, other programs, I'll never forget. We, we Miami had a, a receiver come in after the Andre Johnson years. And I remember asking this kid, you know, what are your goals? He's a freshman. My goals are to come here and uh, play for three years and go to the league and make a lot of money. And, well, he never made the league. He, he couldn't. He had a few catches, long-legged, mm-hmm. and uh, had a few catches, but mainly more drops than catches. But when that starts to creep into your program, then it's hard to get out. And, like, look, every receiver that ends up at the University of Alabama – has a similar mindset. The thing is, those guys have to work their tails off to sniff the field at the University of Alabama. So when you have that mindset, and it is secondary, like Jerry Judy, when he walked into Alabama, could not think about, I want to be here three years and I'm out on a daily basis. He had to think about, I need to be perfect to beat the guys in front of me and to even sniff the field. Every single day. And it sharpened him to the point where, yeah, after his second year, you're like, all right, that's a three-year dude, and he's out. Without that part of it, you have to, you're, you're, you're just relying on internal motivation and knowing what that looks like. And when, without the example of how those guys work, without the example of, or the competition and practice of, hey, maybe I'll lose my job if I drop five passes in a row, that that's that's it's a big issue and not to say that Saban doesn't have guys that walk in there with that attitude and don't work they just don't play and, and he's got enough of them where it doesn't matter so uh that that's that, that that's a it's a you're you're right like when it starts to get into your program you are in trouble as if your if your program's values aren't grounded someplace that roots that out really quickly let me go circle back to one of the things you said earlier could you repeat this please and then give us a why Wake Forest might be the best team in the league. I think right now they're the most complete team in the league. Like go down the and, list and I'm not arguing with league. you either. Yeah, no, go down the list of teams in the league. Like if you think North Carolina's one, well, you can't think that North Carolina's one. But, but but like Virginia Tech, well, their offense they got issues on offense. Uh, Georgia Tech they lost to Northern Illinois, and, and by the way, their offense hasn't quite figured it out yet. Even though it looked good in the at the uh, in the second half of the of the uh, North Carolina game, NC State, inconsistent from a performance standpoint. Am I going to get a Clemson performance or am I going to get a Mississippi State performance? Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, the defense gave up 44 points at home to Western Michigan. I I rest my case on that one. Um, You can go to Boston College and sure, like Boston College, yes, they, they may very well be the best team in the league right now. But they've beaten Holy Cross, Colgate, and Temple. And then, yes, they got an overtime win against Missouri. But let's, let's contextualize this. Missouri's the fourth-best fourth team in the SEC East. Not saying that there's anything wrong with beating that team, but you beat them in overtime. They have not been able to be prolific in the air with Dennis Grossell. That, that, that rushing attack has done it against the three teams I mentioned. And Missouri is the second-worst rush defense in the country and coming into that game, they were one of the bottom 10. So like, I'm not, I just think there's reasons that you can go against every single team. 
So you have to kind of rely on what you see. And to me, Wake Forest is a team that's playing really hard on defense. They're, they're uh, flying around. They're always uh, complicatedly simple, if that makes sense. Like they're going to twist yep. you. They're going to drop guys in coverage that you don't expect. I think their experience on offense are always super competitive at receiver. The offensive line's good. So I just think they're a really solid team uh, that doesn't have a lot of holes you can poke in. Give a give our um, our Hurricane fans some uh, some ideas of, of of from your perspective keys for Miami to win the game on Thursday. I think defensively, Miami's got to tackle well and not be overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that Virginia throws at you. They're going to throw different personnel groupings. They're going to throw guys that you wear in number 99 and 98, <laughs> and they're going to move those guys around. Brennan Armstrong's going to end up outside, and he's going to motion across and get a quick uh, a handoff and then throw a football. Like, they're going to throw a lot at you. You can't get overwhelmed with all that stuff, all the window dressing, and you have to tackle in space. And then offensively, Miami needs to, to, to treat this Virginia defense like they've been treated the last few weeks. you got to jump on them early. Wake Forest did it. North Carolina did it. They moved the ball early, and they made Virginia play from behind. And then uh, and, and defensively, Virginia's been bad. They have been a bad defense. And so you can't struggle early because if you give that defense some confidence, they might start to look around and say, you know, we, we played home North Carolina, who's really good. And we also played Wake Forest, who's really good on offense. Maybe we're just a, maybe we're a good defense to just play two really great offenses. And when you get that sort of confidence, Miami doesn't want that. So, so use tempo to keep them simple, move the ball early, and then uh, and make them play from behind. All right, excellent observations and very good keys to the game, all which uh, all of which we sign off on. Thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you. Uh, well, I'd like to say I'll see you on Thursday, but we're on the other side of the stadium, so maybe I'll just wave to you. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Roddy. And I'll actually be doing the game from Bristol, so, uh, oh. so I won't even be down in South Florida <laughs> yet. So, uh, so it, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge, but it's good to be in the same place as Matt. So uh, I wish I could see you guys, but have a great call. I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, Roddy, thank you. How about that? Jeez, Louise. Okay, when we come Aren't back. We lucky, yeah, we're lucky. I thought we were far away. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, speaking of defense, I'm excited uh, to talk with Bob Shoup coming up next, Hurricanes defensive analyst. Uh, he's got a he's had he's got a great resume. Obviously, helping out Coach Diaz, uh, draw up the game plan and all that stuff. So we'll talk with uh, Coach Shoop when we come back on the Hurricane Hotline. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.